Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the X-Duty Podcast. And you guys know what we're doing here. We talk about all the things that are military, mental health related, and even cool things, too. Um, look, I got to tell you, man, I'm super excited about not only my guests, but my co-hosts. Because Mama's out here looking like a mama. What's up, Mama? How you doing? <clears throat> What's up? How are you, Smoke? I'm, I'm living the dream, all right? I'm, I'm living someone's dream. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare, I think. Um but look, I, you know, you know what's great, uh, great about you finally being here uh, is because this is this is almost your last, your last couple, your last episode, really. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? It's perfectly fine because when you get back from your other things that you have to do, uh, there's always there you have your home here at the Extreme Podcast. Well, we we have some time, so that the main event isn't for about a year. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> So we got time. Yeah, we've got time. We've got time. I just I'm TDY next week. Okay, perfect. So we'll see you the following week after this. One. Right. And okay. then the week after that, I'm out again. That's so fine. I'm just, you know. Yeah, you're in and out. In it's and fine. out. It's fine. Andre is still a triple C, so he's kind of like useless right now. <laughs> Terrible guy. Um, but we got we got LT. LT, my producer, my loving producer. Yeah. Uh, there, there he is. Um, you're doing phenomenal. I appreciate everything you've been working on. Obviously, I work you like a dog, just like I work everybody else. But I appreciate what you're doing. I want you to know that. I do. I'll take that chiropractor referral whenever you uh, whenever you get it. <laughs> um, but look, guys, you guys are wondering who's on today, right? He was the original first sergeant of TikTok. He came back on. Uh, he came on the show once before while he was active duty, getting ready to get out. And now he is out looking fine, right? I'm talking about fine. He went from With that sexy-ass beard. Right from dad to zaddy. Joey, buddy, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm telling you, I'm, I feel a lot better now uh, than I have in probably the last six or seven months. So right now, on point. Oh, my goodness. You know, seeing you with that beard and seeing you all happy, it makes me hate you. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could grow a beard like that. Yeah. Likewise. All right, so yeah, I gotta, I, it good. I'm going to have to ask the age-old question. Everybody's got to know this answer right now, right? So now that you're out the military, how much weed have you smoked? <laughs> I have not touched anything. And I will be real honest, man. Um, I drank all the way up until about February when I relinquished my personal responsibilities, and I have not touched any alcohol since then either. Kudos to you. Now, I'll tell you what. That is a huge fucking feat simply because anybody who's in the military or have been in the military knows how hard it is to just quit drinking or quit doing the things that kind of give you that cope that that negative coping mechanism i quit drinking i only drink once a month maybe if that um and, and i tell you what i do feel a lot better and see and knowing the fact that you you were able to quit drinking the way that you did like and relinquishing your first sergeant duties and realizing that that may have been the cause of that that's a huge fucking plus so can i ask you a question joey before I, i'm ready so you said you gave up drinking when you left was drinking a problem for you? Like, was it had it been a problem, or is it just something like you had a feeling that if you kept going after you got out, that it would get really bad? So you figured so, you just cut it off. And we're gonna we're gonna get deep. Like we, this is why I love this. This is why I came back. And this is why I'm here, right? So I will tell you that for a lot of years, uh, especially my high speed eighty second years, that was like a way of life, right? So I did 
six deployments in about 14 years, right in the middle of my career. Um, and when we were home, that was what we did, man. So like birthday parties was a chance to get together. Kids' birthday parties was a chance to get together and hang out and drink. Weekends, TDYs was a good chance to get out and drink. Um, and so uh, my friend group got really, really small. Are we landing a plane, man? Who's landing the plane? Yeah, what the hell's going on? Oh, that's, you know what? You. I don't get that anymore. It, I live out in the country now. I don't get any of the military stuff. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but so, I uh, I decided right the best thing for me to do with everything else I had going on and all the stress that I had going on and everything else that um, that was not the best option for me. So I will tell you that when I got my medical board results back, that was a really rough week. Um, I think I was on the X Duty podcast like right after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so for about that like month, I was not. I, I put on a really good face, man, but I was not in a really good spot. And so I decided that drinking was not going to help that at all. So I just decided to quit. Good for you, because people, most people, can't do it that easily. And I don't know if it was easy for you, so I don't mean to downplay, you know, whatever you I went mean, through, but. I have had a I have had a drink since then, but I refuse to. That is it, right? So like, uh, first Sergeant Ambrose, Mass Sergeant Ambrose, now was at my house for July Fourth. Um, I had a shot with him, and then that was it, because he was home, right? He was back from Belgium, and that's my boy. So you know, I love that dude, and so it was good to have him here. And I was kind of like brand new in my house. I just moved in in June, and uh, so it was like a quick thing. And but I told him off the rip, like, hey man, that's it. Like, I can't. one and done. One and yeah, that's it. I'm not touching it anymore. And so since then, I mean, I've been really good. Um, here's the crazy thing. You ready for this? Bring it. Go for it. December of 21, I was 220 pounds. Okay. And I shared this on my TikTok. You guys have seen it. Like I've maneuvered around a little bit. Um, I went on this like workout journey of like I was going to take care of myself a little bit better. And I weighed myself the other day and I'm 165 pounds. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Congratulations. So I'm much, much smaller, right, than I was, uh, but a whole lot more fit. And I mean, I hate to say this out loud because you were talking about the, the the beard and like the new the new go. I'm going to be a prime beach dad candidate. Oh, how tall are you? Um, that's my goal for the summer. I'm working on that. But at 165 pounds, how tall are you? 5'10. Now, now they took an inch out of my neck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, you just quit drinking cold turkey? Like, you didn't have. Did you go to. Did you get any help from anyone? Like. So I, I just decided that it was best and I just quit. And so. I will tell you that there was a lot of life events going on there, and I shared some stuff with with with, uh, with Josh, man. There was some life events going on in there, and I I just said I wasn't doing it, and I tried to focus elsewhere, and so I turned all that to basically working out, man, within the limits of what the VA lets me do. Let me let me clarify. There you go. There's a disclaimer at the bottom. There's always yes. a disclaimer. The yeah, what the VA allows me to do per what's wrong with me. So Absolutely. I got to hand it to you. Most of the patients I work with uh, could never do what you said you did. I, so I gotta get, I gotta hand it to you. If I could, like, I'm gonna be honest with you. So a lot of people don't understand, like, the military we built different, right? And I'm gonna tell you why, right? It, it's a very yeah. specific reason why I gotta tell you this. So I have a 18 year old that can out drink any college boy right now, 
right? It's a fucked yeah. up situation, right? We I know some eighteen year old kids that can just out drink somebody, and this is back then. But like I, we we we, it's an understanding that service members just have this wild ability to do. I I used you know what I used to do before, when I was a brand new private. I used this is how they they tortured us in the beginning. They would uh for the first two weeks, you know the infantry world. But first two weeks that we, I ended up in my unit, I was drinking from five till two in the morning, waking up. And then going on a five mile run, to the point where my yeah. first, my first sergeant made an incentive where if you showed up drunk on Monday, you if you failed the run you got an article fifteen. If you didn't, you got off until thirteen. And if you showed up for the twelve mile run on Thursdays, you and you showed up drunk. If you passed it, you got the whole day off. So it was a, it was a clutch situation, but at the same time, it's just like service members has this ability to do the worst situations possible. And then come back and fix those problems when it's time to like, because you got to remember we have all the suck in the world, but the moment it's time to get out, or the moment it's time to like drop those things, we can. A lot of soldiers when they deploy, there's no drinking, there's none of that for months. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's that, it's that bullshit resiliency that we have, and it's it's wild. And the fact and like giving up that drinking, man, holy shit, that's a huge deal. And the fact that you've lost you've lost over what almost forty pounds. A little bit more than 40 pounds. 50, 50 you, plus, yeah. You 55. lost 55 pounds yeah. from getting Almost out. like 25% of your body weight, right? Uh, yeah, basically. So what's crazy is, like, uh, again, I left I left the office February 16th, and I had this idea. You know, I, I relinquished, did my relinquishment of responsibility, handed it over to my buddy to be the new first iron, and I said, hey, I'm not coming back. Like, this is it, right? I'm, I'm leaving the office. I'm leaving all this stuff behind. I'm done. And so... I got a couple of really good job offers to leave Kentucky, right? And I was going to go to South Carolina and then maybe North Carolina, maybe Ohio, whatever. And so I'm a mute. I turned around and I tried to uh, try to figure out like what I'm going to do, right? Like what, what I'm going to end up doing. So the long and short of it is, man, I, I go to get my haircut one day. Cause you know, I'm still in, right? This is like uh, early May. So I was working at the Patent Museum, right, as a social media coordinator for the Patent Museum. And uh, so I'm doing that just to intern to have some kind of something, right, while I'm waiting to transition out. And uh, I run into this dude that I used to work with. He's a DA civilian in my office, right, in my old brigade. And no one knew that I was still in the area because I just quit coming into to the office, right? And so he's like, oh, my gosh, man, there's this company on post. They're looking for retired signal guys. Like, hey, you should reach out to this guy. So I call and I got offered a job like right on the spot. And they were like, Hey man, can you come back in a couple of weeks? Well, I'd already started growing my beard out, man. I mean, like I signed out on leave May 12th. Right. So I started growing my beard out and, uh, I showed up June 6th, man, at right in the same building that I left. So I was the first sergeant at the brigade. Now I work as a, uh, as a government contractor in the exact same building. So I walked back in and of course I've lost them. I've lost all this weight. I'm working out nonstop. And guys are like, listen, man, when you retire, you're supposed to put weight on, like, what happened to you? And I'm like, hey, man, i just trying to live, man, and I'm trying to, you know. So I came back in, you know, essentially took the green suit off and put a gray suit on and came in, and now I just, you know, I, now I contract out. But uh, that kept me not only, like, the working out stuff kept me from drinking, but it kept me, like, grounded with all the stress and all the everything else that was going on with this transition. Because I'm telling you, it was it was the craziest thing I've ever done. And, and Mama, we were just talking about it. Like, I started this when I was 18. Mm -hmm. So my whole identity as an adult was the Army, 
um, my whole life was the army, right? Like, uh, you know, I was, I was married to the army first, right? I, I accepted that and I stayed in, I did all these deployments and all these trips and all these field X's and all this travel all over the world, the Philippines and Japan and Alaska and all this crazy stuff that I did. And all of a sudden it's like, I don't have that anymore. So, and yours wasn't necessarily planned because yours was medical. So it was sort of out of left field, right? So I was still on the Sergeant Majors list. Um, I actually, you know, pulled myself off of that when the med board happened. Um, I was supposed to be, if anybody's on here, the signal person, I was supposed to be the deputy commandant at the NCES at oh, wow. Fort Gordon. Wow. And Holy my shit. actually got canceled so I could med board. Wow. So I would have done. I would have eventually probably done distance learning Sergeant Majors Academy, which is cool. I would have done whatever, but I was ready to stay in until 30, right? They were going to have to get rid of me. Now, do you uh, think mentally with that having happened that way, do you think that made it a more stressful transition because you didn't have that extra time to kind of plan your next step? So it did. And I will tell you, when I found out I was med warden, I thought I had, like everybody else, I was going to get, you know, two months to get my stuff together and then a whole year before these results come out, right? So I did all my appointments in October of, of last year. Uh, November, I submit my packet. So I'm thinking, like, I got time to start SFL TAP, right? I got time to transition gracefully, all this. So at the same time, the Sergeant Major that I used to work for is like, hey, man, I need you to come in and produce every day. I need you to stay. I know you're getting out, but I need you to stay at this level. And, hey, come February, I'll replace you. And then you'll have time to take care of yourself over the summer, get an intern, you know, get an internship, do the quality of skills program, all that. Right. Well, when my board results came back in January, I was still the first aren't. There was nobody to replace me yet. And now I got 90 days to get out. Oh my God. And I'm like, yo, what am I going to do with my life? So I'm like, listen, we got to find somebody right now. Somebody has to come and get me like right now. Right. Well, I come into work and this is where it gets crazy. Right. And I put it on my profile for the show. Like when you, sometimes you just don't get the level of compassion that you, you give, that yeah, you give out to absolutely. others. Right. So I'm, I'm talking to, and, and bless his heart. He's retiring now too. And we're still cool, but we, we had to have a conversation about it was like, look, man, I'm struggling. Like I'm a single parent. I don't have a job after this. I know I'm going to get benefits, but I don't know what that looks like yet. You can't survive off of that. But I'm like, I, I don't know what that's going to look like, right? So, like, I'm going to get VA money, and I'm going to get something from the Army, but I don't know what that is, right? Yeah. So he looks at me, and he's like, oh, man, you know, that's that's bad, man. But he was like, you know, hey, and I'm like, listen, I don't think I'm going to do anything dumb, but, like, mentally I'm not where I need to be right now. Like, I'm at work, but I don't need to be at work, right? And I just went through that crazy breakup and everything else that had happened, and then this got dumped right on top of that, and then and then, right? So now all of a sudden I'm like, yo, I don't – know what i what i'm supposed to do like with my life right now like my right. life is a mess. and i like i got all these things like piled on top i don't have a, after you know in 90 days i don't have a place to live because i live on base so now i gotta find a house i gotta find a job i gotta get my kid going i gotta you know take care of me somehow mentally so i'm like look i'm not i'm not gonna drink i'm just you know prepping prepping the the the, the jet like i'm fueling the jet but i'm not gonna take off in it all right like i'm a little i'm feeling a little down but i'm not gonna do this and he's like, hey, man, that's cool. But, like, hey, I still have all these projects you need to get done. And so I'm like, did you, did you just tell me that you need me to do more work? And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, but, you know, today, today, you know, today, like, we're, we're going to work on this today. Nah, man, maybe you didn't hear what I just said. Like, 
I'm done. I'm really not well. <laughs> right. Like I'm really not well at all. So I go to mental health, right? I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm just going to go to mental health. Like, I'm going to go to mental health because I'm feeling some kind of way. And maybe they will say something that just, like, pulls this out of my head for a second. Like, hey, check it. You're okay. You're fine, right? So I go to mental health, and I, I answer the questions truthfully like I always do. And they instantly pull me to the back. And they're like, hey, man, um, not saying, but we're just saying, like, well, you need to talk to somebody. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, you, you probably hit that. So, you know, I, I answered the questions truthfully, whatever. They set me up with an appointment. And honestly, I went back to work and she, she said it. She was like, go back to work and tell them you quit. What, what are they going to do to you? Fire you? Yeah, I was like, I can't, <laughs> no, I, can't, no, I can't do that. I've literally, to that point, had never quit anything. Right. Like, I never failed a mission, never failed, you know. It's not in your DNA. Right. I just can't do it. And she's like, they're just going to keep taking from you if you don't. And I'm like, you know, so I, I like sat in my truck for a little bit and I kind of like chalked that up as a loss. And I went back and told him like, Hey man, February 16th is the last day that I'm doing this and I'm walking away and I'm, I, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want you to call me. I, I'm, I don't want anything. I just want to walk away February 16th. So that's what I did. Um, and it was probably the most liberating thing I've ever done, man. Cause I'd never once like check it. I'm just not doing that. Like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not, you know, but I went in there as like a whole ass adult and was just like, listen, this is what's going to happen. Like, Man. I'm sorry. You know, I love you guys, but I am done. Like, I cannot do this anymore with what I have going on. Uh, but in the midst of all this, because, you know, you just, you find out things about yourself later on. I found out that I have anxiety, man. Like, and I'm high functioning, high functioning anxiety, right? And I had no idea until I started the med board process how much, and this is messed up, man, but I mean, how much better that made me in the army, but it doesn't work in the civilian world. Because I'm so high functioning, when I'm stressed and I can't figure out how to get out of that, I just go to work. Mm -hmm. I stay busy and I take on more missions and I take on more stuff and I stay at work because I can focus on that and I could fly through those things. Right. And so I just stay with it. Hey, well now all of a sudden I didn't have that. I so need, I got to like, I don't need you calling me out like that. All right, buddy. I know I'm feeling <laughs> this in my soul just, right now. I'm like, I'm just going to say, is like, this me? I, 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 being a, having a diagnosable mental health disorder, but still being able to function at a high yeah. level is so difficult because when you do have those times where you you almost get like you almost get paralyzed where you like you you have like for me for example like I have ADHD right I know Josh Josh and I have talked about that in the past and I don't know if you've if you've experienced this with your anxiety but like when I have so many things to do that I see that I need to do sometimes I just get this I become so overwhelmed and so anxious that I just say, you know what? I'm not doing any of this. So that's me right now. Like I've got so much coming from every direction and I'm like, you know what I did today? I came to the garage. I worked on that for like two hours and I was like, fuck it. And I went and I sat on the couch and I watched TV. I don't ever do that. But I was like, I'm done. I'm like gonna, I can't. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so 
like that that's that hit home real hard yeah yeah jerk by the way simply because i mean yeah yeah y'all know everything that i do on a consistent basis i stay as busy as possible you right you're a whole different animal like yeah. Do you no. ever sleep, dude? I, so currently, I'm at two hours a night. So thank you. That's not healthy. Um, You're gonna have really a fucking heart healthy. attack. Yeah, yeah, boy. And and that's the thing, man. Like I, I didn't. I realized when I found out I had anxiety. Um, I went to therapy as well, and they told they explained to me, yo, you got anxiety. You you know, you're depressed, and you have PTSD. You know, I was like, okay, cool. But can I still work? You know, and I and I'm constantly. I mean, just yesterday, close. Yeah. I, I I did three deals, edited a bunch of, of videos, was in meetings all fucking day. And I was busy, and then I was mm-hmm. just like, yo, this is not okay. Because I was in meetings until like 2 a.m., and I was just like, fuck, right. this is bad. This is horrible. Do you think? You ever have, not healthy. You ever have those days where, like, sometimes you'll be like, you'll be, you feel like you're busy all day, and then when you look back, you're like, you got I nothing didn't done with anything. Not a single thing. On the, on the flip side, that's already like, dude. There's days where, you ab- you you don't feel like you did anything, but then you look back and you're like, wow, I actually got a lot of stuff done. That's army. Yeah. That's army. Pretty- so the way you so felt- I feel like right. for us, right? I feel like our environment yeah. is you step into the fire, and you run around with your hair on fire, and you're doing all. We're literally professional firefighters. Oh, let me tell you, look. So I'm gonna, Danny. Look, if you don't know what the army is, I'm gonna explain it to you in the in the best way I've read. It was in a meme, right? Oh God. So go ahead. So, so we have a first sergeant here, right? So this is how this is how you explain it. So first, there's a bowl of soup, right? And first sergeant, hey, you could clip this by the way. But there's a bowl of soup, and first sergeant is uh, he decides that there's a spoon, a fork, and a mallet. First sergeant grabs the mallet and starts slamming at the soup to eat. So then everyone else grabs a mallet and starts slamming on the soup to eat, right? And then the guy next to you is like, "Why don't we just use the spoon so we can eat the soup?" And he's like, "No, because first sergeant's using the mallet, so that's why we're using the mallet." So then first sergeant's like, man, this ain't working. So he grabs the knife and he starts using the knife to eat. So everybody starts grabbing the knife to eat. And no one ever uses the spoon. The spoon was actually used to dig up the ground that the soup fell into. And that's the army. I'm going to explain it that way. That's probably the best way to explain that. And that's a work environment. It, that's a pretty good explanation. So at first, it, 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 like I had to go back to put it in perspective. Like At first, I was like, I can't believe this dude gave me more work to do, right? Like, I can't believe that that's what came out of his mouth. And then I realized, though, that that's what I've always done. Right. And so that's what they're used to. And so when stuff was stressful, we got some big, huge mission going on. We've got six or seven other things going on. I'm managing this whole company and the staff and the division staff, and I'm running around with the generals and all this other stuff. I function like that high level of anxiety pushes me to like a no, like it is no fail for me. I, I am not going to fail. Like I, whatever that is, if that means I got to come in at 4am and I got to stay until midnight, I'm doing that because it's going to get done because it has to get done. Right. Because I, I cannot, I cannot function if it doesn't. And so it puts me in that, that frame. And so I think he was trying to get me out of what I was saying, like, Hey man, I'm feeling some kind of way and I'm so stressed out. And so I kind of applaud him for it now, but for about three or four months, I'm like, yo, I can't believe that dude did that to me. Right. Like I really needed that. Like I needed that time and I wasn't going to get it, but I still do that. So 
when I went to get out and I didn't have those high pressure situations anymore, I'm working at the patent museum for Christ's sake. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like there's a lot of high pressure at the museum. Um, I started working out more because it was, that got me out of just having so much free time to think about these negative things that were going on around me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I turned like inward instead of turning outward to, you know, drinking or, recreationally doing other things and no, 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 you know, whatever no, 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 no. I, you're not skipping past uh, we that. don't glaze over that we need examples yeah, you're not glazing over that recreational drugs or running uh, around I just thought, you know what i will let me find something that will work for me right yeah um and so that is what i did man but I, yeah like the i will literally put like back then i mean now i know how to how to kind of catch it a little better I would push myself like what you're saying, where you got so much going on, you're only sleeping two hours. I would push myself so hard to where when I finally burnt, like I burnt out, I would just crash. Yeah. And it was so bad that like, you know, I would go and I would go and go and go and go and hell, we're getting ready to deploy. Forget it. I'm the Yumo. I'm the hazmat guy. I'm this thing. I'm that thing. You want, you need your container pack. I'll pack container for you, bro. I'm down. Let's do it. So before you know it, we're like three or four days away from deploying. And I'm like, yo, I don't feel good. Like I can't, like I haven't slept. I'm miserable. And then I'll crash for like seven, eight, nine, 10 hours, man. And when I wake up, I'm okay. But I literally, you can see it. Like I'm, I'm here and then it's just, and it just bottoms out and I'm done. I got I got to like, I can't right for at least a little bit. And so now I can catch myself doing it right. Where I'm like, ah, man, probably shouldn't get up at four 30 to work out tomorrow. But I'm gonna. But I'm gonna. So yeah, your transition so, is rare in that you basically went in the same agency from a green suitor to a civilian. Um, but you yeah. you said it before on one of your lives. I don't know if you were a guest in in Brizo's live or whatever. But you talked about how you were at work, and it was the end of the day, and you still had something to do. And you were like, I don't have to do that today. I'm gonna leave that for tomorrow. When you left. Oh no, it's better than that. So when I started this job there's this exercise going on. Right. And so I come in and then at the end of this planning exercise, right. So I'm reading through all the material. I come in in the morning, I'm checking all this stuff out. So I call my boss and I'm like, Hey man, um, I'm going to print out all these op orders. I'm going to take them home. Yeah, no, we don't do that. (laughs) I want to read this. Right. And my boss is like, no, he was like, check it, man. When you leave at four o'clock, you leave at four o'clock. Oh, you do not take work home. You do not print out stuff and take it. He's like, you want to take your work computer? Take your work computer. You power it on. You charge the company. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and so the first like month, that was really hard for me, man, because it, it forced me to, to like from eight to four, to I got a life. clock. You got me eight hours. But now you have to have a life. Yeah, you know, and I wasn't used to any of that, right? Like, you mean work-life any... balance exists? That's a thing. That part. Yes, Yo. it is. It, it really is. Hold, hold on. I so... tell you, it wasn't until it wasn't until I started my my job two years ago that I had a work-life balance. I was taking work home all the time. Yeah, I gotta I gotta say I gotta bring something up here. So, so for the ladies out there, Joey Stark, you're still single. That is correct. You're, you're living like a mountain man, is what I what I hear. So what yeah, does the yeah. future Mrs. Starch look like? What what is your ideal woman look like? 
so uh, we talked about now, this. Hold on. I, I want to know ethnicity. I want to know height. I want to know what you I'm want. I'm not even talking about physically. Am, I'm not talking I about am. a physical appearance. I want to know <laughs> the deeper stuff because guess what? Physical appearance, it changes, and none of us are getting any younger. Not wrong. Except for I, me. Except for me. Based <laughs> off, if we could, if we could do a shot to shot comparison of of this, I was gray. You like got me beat eight hours ago. Just for men. <laughs> I went to the. I went to the. I went to the man barber today. I went to beards and beers, and I actually uh, I turned down. Obviously turned down drinking while I was there, but um, I got I got done up and I got tightened up and I had some looking gray fresh over there. Pampered. I got pampered. So in my I, first I, round of Botox is scheduled for November nineteenth. Oh, oh, I, I, I okay. am. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I've realized after a long time, I genuinely don't care how I look. Not, mo, and, and hear me out. You're married. No, no, not only no. That. You know what? No, no. So we, I think we all go through those periods. This was rough down there when you said that. <laughs> so, so I, I felt that a I, little bit. I, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna explain this to you guys, right? I wear I wear baggy clothes, so no one knows how fit I am. Right, even I, I I'm not fit. Hold on, but, I, I, de I deadlift 500 pounds currently right now. Right? A, I just don't get it. I got, I'm not. I can't. But I, I, I don't show people how much I, how how fit I am. What I do is I show people I, I I look as bland as possible because number one, the way I look doesn't matter. The way I produce, like I'll tell you what though, when I when I pull up to a meeting in a suit, I'm zaddy, quick. You got oh, the yeah. perfect face for radio, Josh. But it's not about, and this is where you men don't understand it. It's not about what other people think of you. It's about how it makes you feel. Honestly, Ooh. if I could wear the exact same, deep. I'm going to tell you, if I could wear the that exact same thing every day, I would. And the reason why is because it that would save deep. me time. I don't like, Joe, I don't like Joe, getting dressed. Tell me you don't feel like a million bucks after a little spa day. Oh, oh yeah, no, I feel great right now. It's a confidence booster. I feel booster. like, I feel so, like I'm going on a date tomorrow night. Right. But, but so when women know? wear makeup, when we get our nails done, when we dress cute, it is not for you. It is for us and for the other woman judging us. So so what if what if I told you guys, right? What if I told you I'm so confident all the time that my looks don't matter to me? I have charisma up the ass, dog. People don't even realize that. I'm charismatic as fuck. It doesn't matter because whether or not you're attractive is a totally different situation. So we're not even talking about confidence in the form of attractiveness. But if you're well-groomed, if you're clean, if you look sharp, then that just sets your personal or your professional appearance, that charismatic appearance. It's that final it. sell because the, the, the first look is what sells, right? So you look like a bum. It doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth. So you know, you want to know something? I actually wrote a paper on this. I wrote a paper for my for my. It was it was a straight up marketing class, right? I wrote my paper. I said that first, the uh, the first impressions are the stupidest things in the world, right? Because if you can base an entire person on a first impression meeting, that means you have no depth. And the reason why I say well, that's true. I, I say that so wholeheartedly because. You that's look, very deep. If you look at me right now, I look like a person that's not that doesn't care about anything. But if you knew, if you knew a little bit more about me, that I've donated over close to five hundred thousand dollars to nonprofit organizations, I run a functionally company, a functional company, marketing company, and run a, a successful podcast, right? People wouldn't. Yeah. You you have no idea about that because you're judging me based on the way I look. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I look like a, I look like a bum because I choose to look like a bum. Look, you guys, you see millionaires? They wear New Balance and drive a Toyota. 
right? The reason why they do that is yeah, because they, they also have millions of dollars. And you're not wrong about that. But at the end right. of the day, I put my mindset like this, man. Being rich is not a is not is not is not cash wise. Being rich is what you can produce, right? And what Joey, Joey, hear me out. What you've been doing, you're already the fact that you are internalizing everything that was wrong and being able to kind of outwardly push that shows that your worth is more than someone who is confident right. all the time. The fact that you can still be grow confidence by getting a haircut and trying and you know making yourself feel better 100%. You are definitely. But first impressions I do not like because my first impression of someone who judges me just recently I did an event for a nonprofit here on base to a general's wife. I went, I went, you know, it was that uh, black and white event that I did. I showed up in yeah, sweatpants, yeah, yeah. sweatpants and a fucking sweater, right? And the first thing this lady looked at me was like this, ugh, lower enlisted, until she found out I raised over 400000 fucking dollars, and then she wanted to be my best friend in the whole wide world, right? Yeah. Even to the point where she was saying racist shit to me, like, you know, you know racial slurs, right? And, and, that, and that's how you can decide whether, I, I can tell you this right now, if I don't like a meeting, you can ask you can ask Danny about this. You can ask Ray, my CFO. If I don't care for a meeting, if I get genuinely bored, I leave or I turn on my switch and I play video games. Because I Bro, get I did that like two days ago. I don't look if you have no in, if I have no interest in what you're saying, I'm going to stand up. Elon Musk said that actually. Elon Musk said if a meeting has nothing to do with you and you're not interested, stand up and leave. There's no reason for you to be there. I, I don't think I'm going to try that in my next staff meeting. You shouldn't. I genuinely just don't but, think that I'm going to try that. A good point about dating. dating. I'm going to, I'm, we're adopting this. I'm going to just get up one day and just go. So how many awkward first dates have you had? Okay, so uh, we're back to this. So we're not going to get off of this, okay? Right. Just share awkward dating stories. I'm totally down yeah. for that. Yeah, so uh, I will tell you that, um, of course, I had I had a six-month-long relationship into January, right? And that was a, a whole other, like, thing that happened. Um, and I refer, so, so we can laugh, I refer to my ex-girlfriends by nickname now. So she is referred to as uh, witness protection. Yeah. She just disappeared. Like, she completely disappeared. I don't hear, from, I haven't heard from her. I actually ran into her by accident at Walmart um, and tried to, tried to like ignore that she was still standing right there and thought maybe she wouldn't see me. And she definitely did as a whole dude, you know? So it was like, okay, we had a nice conversation. It was great. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, and then I went on a super awkward first date in like, early may maybe um where i had to just i had to just take her home man like to her place and drop her off what happened? so did you just did you stop like mid shane if you don't go inside right now child so did you stop mid-date you're like that's it i'm done i'm not interested and you literally just brought her home I, we finished dinner and then on the drive home it was like i still can't because my, my neck situation i still have to turn my body to make a right-hand turn. I have to be able to see that lane and I can't just turn my neck. I got to turn my body. So when I turned back in my truck, she was like right here. So next was, time, oh, next time, don't, don't bother no, no, no. to finish the dinner. Just say, you know what? This isn't working. I'm not yeah, interested. Like, Here's you your Uber, your Uber sitting out front. Yeah. I like that show from MTV. You say next. And okay. Yeah, it was just, oh my so God. there was that. Um, we refer to her as the mouth breather. Um, <laughs> And then I actually dated a girl for like two months 
um, like the early part of June until like August. And then it was like, I'm done. Like, I'm just done dating. And so I literally told her, like, check it. Um, this has been great. It's not going to work. But I literally am about to be a hermit. And I, I just, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm so done. And so I, I swore it off. And then, and then um, I actually uh, talked to someone, right? Which was weird for me, right? I actually talked to somebody. Um, and I'm going on a date tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, yes, Joey. Tomorrow night. Um, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. She seems really cool. Um, she has a hobby farm, yo. She has, she has like chickens and goats and sheep and she has a hobby farm, man. Right so she's going to put your ass I'm, to work. That's right. She's going to put your ass to work. So you asked like, what's that look like for me? Right. So I will tell you that like, I think before, and this is definitely an army thing too, right. Where you you think about like, oh man, you know, they just need to like look nice and they just need to like me and that's it. No. Now, like, listen, we, we have to, and I said it the first time when I was on the first time I said, man, I, I am building an empire. I, I need somebody that wants to build this empire together. Right. That's where I'm at. Like looks is cool. I'm down for that. They're going to fade. You need the depth because if you can't get past, like yeah. after, if you have that initial attraction, great. But then when you get into it, if there's no depth, if you don't have anything in common, if you don't have the same aspirations, the same goals, the same amount of things to lose, the same risk level, then it's never going to work. Let, let yeah. Me, let me so tell now um, I'm like, check it. Like I, I need you. Like I have my own, I have my own stuff. I got, I bought a brand new house, which is dope by the way. I've seen, uh, I've seen out, you've done yeah. lives given yeah, tours. And I, I picked out, I picked out everything in here. So I have my own house. I have my truck. I have, I have, I have two kids. I don't need any of that stuff. I just need you to want to do together we need to do together but we need to build we're building this empire together so like my empire right now is is a house and a truck right but we're built we're, we're broadening we're broad i'm gonna end up buying a boat man Hell yeah. um but i need you to want to, to do that right like i need you to want to do those things and that's all i asked for really right to begin with and then we can like we build off of that right but got to have some goals and some yeah you got to have some wants too that like i want to get in on but uh I'm intrigued by this farm thing, man. I, I want to see it. I just I was down to see the farm stuff. I so, want to see that. Just so you know, boy, I'll, I'll be back. Right. I'll be back. Just so you know, Boy Pretzel um, actually said his grandfather told him this. He said, he said, buy a boat before you get married, because when you get married, you'll never be able to buy a boat, right? He yeah. Was, he was very clear on that. But I'm gonna tell you, man. Look, the and whole, now I'm single and I'm gonna buy a boat. So that's saying, probably true. Go. Like, cool. Yeah. Get remarried, I'm gonna buy. a boat. <laughs> so I, I, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like I, I, I used to think of the. So I'm uh, like me and my wife. We got married, right? Um, but I, I sent her tech. I sent her a DM on Instagram where I was like, "Yo, I'll pay your rent. I'll pay your bills." Cause she put a, uh, uh, she put an Instagram post where she's like, "Oh, if you're not fucking me, if you're not paying my bills, blah blah blah, then I don't have to respond back to you." And I was like, "Word." I slid into a DM. So I was like, "I could pay your bills." And then like, yeah, I'll pay your bills. Like Alicia would say, "Yeah, yeah." And then we got married. Uh, like two weeks after that, um. I was one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Literally. While I was on leave, right? And eight years deep, eight years deep, 
Because, you know, and she and, and Nicole and Mama was right because when it comes really down to it, bro, straight up, um, it, it's the depth that we have. The depth. Because me and my wife, we both love Harry Potter. We love game shows. We love trivia. We love so many different things together. Obviously, we love our kids, but that's not what keeps us married. It's just like the yeah. love of things that we have. And I'm, I'm happy for you, right? I'm happy that you're out. I'm happy that you're you're thriving. I'm happy that you feel you're, you're back to normal. But I got to tell you, man. One thing I'm terrified of, if my wife leaves me, I don't, I, I can't date anyone. Bro, I'm intolerable. Dude, dude. Did you say that you married your wife two weeks after you met her? <laughs> no, no, no. Did we, you think no, I was on. just going to let that Wait, go? Now, hold on. We, we knew each other in high school. <laughs> and then she was dating some other guy. And then... <laughs> And then, and then six years later, you know, we, I was in the army and I was like, yo, I'll pay your bills. And then, you know, it worked. I heard, I heard all of that. I mean, you guys came with me. You didn't hear me, but I heard you. And I was, I drank two big cups of soda. So I had to go. It it, it worked. It worked. Let me tell you how scary dating is it it like late thirties, early forties. I started this trek when I was 38 and I'm 40 now. Okay. You wow like you meet some folks that you're like what wait a minute i couldn't wait. imagine i kind of like you you really you really live like with your mom and dad yeah wow like how what is that like i i love i look look my mom is gonna end up watching this podcast i love my mom yeah, I when do. you're in your own house and she's in no, hers. No, I mean, I, I call my mom every morning to check on her. I love my mom, right? But my mom and I are in the agreement that, like, I'm not living with my mom at 40. My mom doesn't want to live with me. She, you know, she, I'm not going to, you know, throw her, but she doesn't want to live with me, right? It's like, okay, cool. Like, we're, we're tight. I would do anything for my mother. I get in the truck right now and drive to where my mom's at right now. Same. But we ain't living together. Mm-mm. That's no. a lot. Right. Like that's, a, that's a, you're like, mm. or some of my other favorites are like, oh, I got to get with my parents. I need to pay my phone bill. What? 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 Did you just say you don't pay your phone bill? Like uh, that's, crazy. that's awkward. Yeah. I or, will say this. My parents yeah. still pay my phone bill only because my dad gets a really good first responders discount. Do you pay that's them fair. the money for the phone bill though? I pay them in other ways. What? But no, yeah, no, wait. It's a, it's a fair sorry. trade. Lieutenant Dan, we're not sliding trade. past that. What do you pay them in? Because no. you have an entire wedding to pay for. I don't even know where your money's coming from at this point. So what, what? I I have I I provide I give them things. I I do things for them all the time. Okay. Okay. I love it. Got it's it. not like I, I just take, take take take. Yeah, I get that. You know, my 17-year-old got his driver's license today, and I called USAA, and I added him to my driver's insurance policy, and then I turned around and told him he owed me $25 a week. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's 100% yeah. fair. But, like, that was that was another one where I was like, hey, this is a really nice car. Like, hey, if you don't mind me asking, like, oh, my, my parents gave it to me. Okay. Aww. I mean, my parents have helped me out. I am a mother with five children. <laughs> My husband was out of work for three years. Like my parents, our parents have helped us out, but yeah, then we okay. pay them back every month. Stuff like yeah. that. All right, you guys have parents. I'll, okay? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. When I when I graduated college so and I got bad. my when I graduated college and I got my bachelor's, I was applying to grad schools at the time, and I I had I needed a car because my car had just died. I needed a car to be able to get to work and stuff like that. 
And so my dad helped me finance the, when we bought the car, my dad essentially bought the car for me because I didn't have any credit. And so we financed it over yes. seven years so that the payments would be mad. But then you paid them back. But you well, were like, thing. wait, but here's the thing. No, wait, here's the thing. Right, right. Like not two months after I bought the car, after we bought the car, I was working and after getting denied from seven grad schools, the eighth grad school called me and said, we want you to come to the school and be in our program. And so now we have this brand new car with a note on it, with a monthly note on it. And my parents were like, listen, for the two years you're in school, we'll hold the car down because the payments aren't that bad. And then once you get a big boy job, you start paying us, you start paying us for the car. Now and that's fine when parents support you, oh but when you're 40... Wait, no. All right, Josh has the talking Your stick. Your parents should not be buying you a car when you're 40. Number, Josh has the talking stick. Number fucking one, right? First thing, you know what my dad? You know how my dad helped me with my credit when I was 12 years Josh old. Josh, get a job. No, when when I was 12 years old, you know what he did? He opened up fucking credit lines in my name. Back in, you know. So you don't even have to do that. All you have to do is add your child no, as an authorized you're, user. No, you're, you're missing, and it will build their on. credit. Wait, wait, hold on. I know. You're missing a point. So he did that, didn't pay it, and ruined my credit at 12 years old. Oh, right? shit. You could have sued your father. Uh, That's no, identity fraud. Uh, number two, I, I don't even know my father's real name, number one. Oh. He, he has so many fake IDs when he was alive. Yeah, fuck that. Right? Number two, your parents were helping you guys. Look, I've been struggling. So that, you know, I opened up a fucking candy stand, right, after I stole candy from the fucking CVS to sell it to other people. <laughs> And you make were one money. of those kids yes. in, public, in New York City public school. One hundred fucking percent. You want to know why? Because we were poor. You know what happened? You know what? You know what I got when my dad died? You know what I got? I got four thousand dollars in debt because I had to pay his funeral costs. Now look, I'm not Damn, one. Man. I'm not one to be upset about things, but clearly, now. <laughs> That's something to be upset about. Fuck all of you guys having parents help and all this stuff, <laughs> right? I, I had to fucking struggle and fight for the past 29 years of my life. And look at where you are now. Look Still at the character struggling. it built for you. Terrible look character. Look at the character it I'm built for you. I'm a bad person 90% of the time, right? Like, Jesus. You guys got me fucked up right now. Like, and, and that's why I work so hard now so my kids can have something later on. I'm doing what my parents didn't do, but fuck all of you guys for being successful with having happy families, right? Well, so let, let's talk about, while well, we're talking about financial stuff, right? So just real quick to, to put it in perspective. Like I, I'm hearing this and I'm like, dang, like I, that's a lot, right? Like you, you are like accepting things that I feel like at that age you can supply for yourself. And so, you know, I, I was smart on my way out, right? I said, hey, I know what my VA check is going to be. Like when I got my results, I said, hey, I, I know what I'm going to get from the VA. My house payment, my truck payment, and like my insurance and a couple other little things, I can cover that with just my VA, right? And that's perfect. That, that's where I wanted to be. But then I had this other check coming, right, which is my, my military retirement or so I thought was just going to be 55.4%. I got a letter from DFAS though, because when you, if you do this med board, Josh, I'm telling you, make sure you listen to the IDES guys, make sure you listen to these dudes that are briefing you. You can still pull, because you're not at 20 years, you can still pull a army disability rate. Yes, absolutely. When I, so my husband was at 14 years when he got his medical, his med board. So he's getting so, his 60% as a uh, 14 year major. And then he's getting 100% uh, 
well, 90% from the VA, but both of his are 100% tax exempt because VA is obviously tax exempt. But then his med board is a result of his Purple Heart, which is directly tied into his combat injuries. So that's also tax exempt. So I ended up getting a letter from DFAS at the beginning of this month, right? So about three weeks ago, that was like, hey, check it. We reran all your numbers and we understand that you're getting your VA portion but the army rated you at 75% disability. And so you will receive 75% of my base. Now yours is because you had 20 years in, well, you had more than 20 years in, right? Mm -hmm. So yours is also tax exempt. So no, because a funny story about that, I get taxed on mine because I lied when I got hurt. And so they actually called me out on that and there was really no denying it. I mean, it's in my medical records. I got hurt during a deployment, but I didn't seek treatment. So I got back and on my PHA, when they asked me if I was still in pain, I said, no. And that was a lie. And so I absolutely 100% went and fought it. Right. I went to, I started up a PEB and I went from, you know, from MEB to PEB and I was going to fight it. And then I was like, you know what? It's just not worth fighting it for a couple for a couple hundred bucks because they're going to make me like prove all of these things and rebuttal statements and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know what? It's just not worth it. So yes, I pay taxes on my army retirement, but now it's like, Hey, I didn't really need, like now that I know that I didn't really need this job that I took. So this job that I took now is because I can't just not have a job. Right. And I I wanted to have a job. Right. So honestly I make, I make a lot, right, which is nice, and it's it's comfortable, but I have no idea what to do with it because it's I, I just have it. Let me, um, let, me but, t- let me tell you what you can yeah, do with it. But then when you go out on a date and it's like, hey, I'm in between careers. What? Like, what do you what do you mean? Like, what do you what do you make right now? I don't make anything. Yo, here's what, like, here's what you do. I couldn't imagine. Know. I'm going to make a a clip. That's a lot to take in. Like if you're going on a date and you got, and you're, and you don't, you're in between jobs, just tell them what you were doing for a living. You don't have to tell them that you got fired. No, you do. You You do. Because transparency is key, right? I don't want to date somebody. Sorry. If I offend somebody, not sorry. If I were to get divorced tomorrow at 39 years old, I will not date a man that doesn't have a solid job and a solid career. But you know, you know what this girl told me during the date, which was just like, I gotta, I, I can't be here right now. She says that girls accept that, and that chief, listen, uh, no, nothing on cold, any of the first of all. Here yeah, here it comes. She says that girls take dates with guys just to get free meals. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. It's no. No. It's not all the time. No. It's an amount of the time. Yep. So I, I think I think that when you first start dating somebody, you each can pay your own damn meal. You are grown ass adults with your own lives and should have your own incomes. I will say this. The first date I pay just because I'm a gentleman. Why? Because after- tradition says that the man should pay? Hello, no, we're in 2022. Because I want to. I'm so bad about it. So chivalry's not dead. Right. And it also but- depends on like where... It depends on where we're going to eat. Like, if we're going to, like, a steakhouse and you order a freaking Wagyu ribeye, yeah, I'm going to order the surf and turf, okay? I'm going to order the surf and turf. But if we're going to, like, 
since we're but like when you live in the city, yes, yeah, right? Expensive. Like, and your first date is at like a Popeyes or a McDonald's. I'm not meeting you at a Popeyes, yeah, a McDonald's, and Applebee's. Okay. No, no, no. taking you to Subway. Mo moment of transparency. Oh, Subway. <laughs> Use, using using you terms. Take the other half of your sub home with you. You can have it tomorrow. Using, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use a, a King Picks term here. Um, so moment of transparency. I have never been on a date. Um, you're married. I, with my you wife, are married. With my wife, yes. As we were married. But I, before my wife, I have never been on a date. Um, because I never was in a truly committed relationship. I was more of a... He was a fuckboy in high school. He he was a um. You could say it. it's all right. I did I did uh I was a uh, I was not hang out move on kind of guy. Yeah, I was like, oh man, this is great, but I gotta go, type of person, for a very long. This time. is the coolest thing that's happened to me, <laughs> yet, yet, yet. That's what, that's what you said. Yeah, this is the coolest thing that ever happened to this so moment. Yeah, so, so far. <laughs> there, was this, there was this one time I did have a girlfriend once, and she she uh. I think she cheated on him. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I think she cheated, and this is exactly what I did. Um, she she lived in uh, Roosevelt Island, uh, Dan. You know where Roosevelt Island is. Um, you dated a girl that lived on Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lived in the Bronx, right? So, oh my god. So we went. So so when I found this out, right, I was like, hey, let's go to Staten Island for dinner. So I took it. I was like, yo, don't worry about, don't worry about your. Did you take her to Coney Island? No, I took it. I took it to Staten Island. I was like, yo, don't worry about your, your wallet, your car. Isn't you don't that nothing. I paid for everything. She going left over that there. shit at home. Yeah, yeah, she left everything at home. So I, t I, you know, I went all the way out there. We we went had a bunch of dinner. I'm talking about we stacked it. The bill was at least 120 dollars. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Then I I left the restaurant, got in the cab, got on the ferry, got on the ferry, went to the subway, went home, and left her there. That's some fuckboy shit. And that is Jack. Oh. Wait, now hold on, hold on. And here's the worst part, right? She hit me up on AIM. Y'all know what AIM is, right? You, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I the messenger, yeah. yeah. That's how long it was ago. But she, I, I hit her up on AIM, and, and she hit me up on AIM, and she was like, yo, what the fuck you left me? And I was like, oops. New number, new, new, new username, who is this? Wait, Josh, what was your username on AIM? I'd like, are we going to embarrass What was your screen right name? <laughs> Go ahead. What, what was your screen name? My, my screen name on AIM was Bugs Bunny 111. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. I thought this was about Joe. But Joe. It could be about whatever we want it to be yeah. about because okay. this is it. Joe, Joey, what was, your, what was your AIM screen name? All right, man. Check it. You ready for this? I okay. still have my Hotmail. No. <laughs> And I still use it. Okay, are you ready? My hotmail was my aim name too, and was also my name on ICQ. I, I was about to say when he said aim, at least you didn't say ICQ. So my my screen name, right? And I still use this hotmail account to this day, right? I actually use it for my Amazon. Okay, is Starch Magic Twenty Two. Oh my! Aww. So I also still have my aim, ICQ, all of that. MySpace. It was the same one for all of those. Yeah, MySpace, the whole nine. Yes. I will not say it on here, but if any of you are following my backup account, that name was that name. XXX Playboy. My God. Did anyone have a Sconex account here? A what? No. Okay. What is that? Yeah, it's terrible. It's It was so bad. It was right before. It was so Sconex was like for high school students. And then right after that was MySpace. 
And then MySpace took over. And what then... about Zanga? Did you have Zanga? Oh, no. No one had a Zanga. So when I was in Iraq oh, in 2003, you know what the hot thing was? What? Hot or Iraq? not? Do you remember hot or not? You had a hot or not account? <laughs> I did. I had a hot or not. I actually, I a hot or not one time oh, before God. I got married. Yo. Yeah, I, I had a hot or yeah, not Yeah, me account. too. I cannot believe that we went that far down. Yo, you, you know, here's the shitty part, right? A lot of our audience is like from 23 to 49. Listen, listen. That's that's the majority of our audience, 23 to 49. And it's like, they're going to know what we're talking about. I mean, isn't TikTok just basically the new version of Hot or Not? I mean, it's it was it's the new version yeah, of Vine. I think it is. Vine was Hot or Not. I, I, have, I have been on a couple of dates with people from TikTok. I won't lie about that. Whoa. So wait, can we talk about... Just social media in general, and it's more prevalent, I think, on TikTok just because it seems to be a more, like, uh, interchangeable app where you're you're interacting with people that you wouldn't have met on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, True. but those women are ballsy. You like, you go on any female's live that's an average, you know, six to eight female, and she might have 10 or 12 people in there. But you go on a guy's live, he's got like 60 or 70 people. And these girls are like crazy. I don't see any of that. Really? <laughs> oh. Well, so, yeah. look, look. I, I laughed about it, right? I, I laughed about it, but I did. I have. I will tell you, right, on average, and this, this actually has been a, was a argument, not really an argument, a disagreement at one point in time in a relationship that I had. Why are you on TikTok? Well, I'm on TikTok because it's fun, right? Like, I I will tell you, right, I can get up in front of 100 people and I could give you a brief right now on whatever it is that you want to know, right? If it's some op order, some mission, whatever, and I will I will knock that thing out. You put me in front of 100 people and I don't have anything to talk about, I'm a whole ass mess, man. I can't, I can't, like, I cannot do it. I will sit there. Y'all remember in old school where Will Ferrell was just like, and he just like blurted yeah, yeah. out a bunch of stuff? He's like, oh my god, I blacked out. What happened? Yeah, me when I don't have the topic that you want me to talk about. So, my god, I just am a hot mess, right? So TikTok is is just a way to like get over that, right? Like you're putting something out to hundreds of thousands of people for fun, right? And but Mm -hmm. it's just you, just you doing this with some other people, right? I get messages all the time. I could only imagine, especially because you were says single, but. I'm going to tell you, man. But so people I'm, message me like, oh, man, hey, talk to me about this. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. I'm good. Like, thank you for that. But no, I'm good. My Instagram is worse, right? And I don't even have that many people that follow me on Instagram. But I will go through and there's tons and tons and tons of, like, message requests. Hey, when did you move to this? Stop. Stop it. So I have had people reach out and be like, hey, I just want to shoot my shot. Like, here's my phone number. Hey, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, time out. You know what I need? You know, You know what we're about to do? We're about to do a DM reveal. So open up your DMs and read a couple out. Don't say usernames. Let's just open up your DMs and read a couple of them out. Let's see what it says. Only on the Extra Duty podcast. (laughs) But if it truly bothered people, Joe, sorry. If it truly bothered people, why wouldn't you just turn your DMs off? I mean... I, and I did, right? I just got to a point where I just didn't deal with it, right? I was just like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, I'm good. Let me let me pull up my inbox right now. Oh, look, man, I'm gonna be honest. the reason why it doesn't happen to me is because I look so on. I I make I I promise you during I can talk to a hundred people. 
I, I'm the exact opposite of you. I can talk to 100 yeah, people. Yeah, but you're also not live like that, though. It's because I'm busy, all right? I'm very, very busy. But what I'm saying is, regardless of what you think, I think if you went live a little bit more frequently and it was just you, you would have that little female gathering, too. I've seen some ugly dudes on TikTok have a large female following, and I don't get it. I can't afford that. Uh, your boy, your boy. Here, here you go. Oh, oh, here we here go. Here oh, goes. here we go. Okay. Clip it. I just wanted. I just wanted to say that I think you are so hot. Oh. If you ever need a date to go somewhere, I'm your girl. Oh. I'm like. Mm-mm. I mean, it takes balls to do that, though. Like, it takes guts. You know, and so I like. Here's let me let me go back. Here's another one. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. Just thought I would go ahead and shoot my shot. Hit me up anytime you want. So I was like, I responded to that one and was like, Hey, you know, I really appreciate that, and that's cool. But like, mm -mm -mm. I just don't do that. Like, I just don't. I just don't. Like, I just don't do that. Sorry. Uh, I mean, and there's a bunch, like, as what, look, you can't, if we do this, you can't, but the, like, this is like, this is all of my, like, <laughs> oh my God. No. And so, I mean, it is like extensive, right? And there's some people in here that I know, but like, as we're scrolling, cause you can't see it that far. This is like, this is my inbox, man. Wow. On TikTok. Wow. It, wow. It is, right. Like it is absolute madness. The stuff that comes out of that and people that are like, Hey, if you're ever in Nashville, I haven't been to Nashville in like two years, but sure, whatever. Um, you know, or somebody will like pick up something that I say. So I will be honest with you. I took a huge step back from TikTok. I get on other people's lives sometimes just to have a good time or whatever. But like, I kind of quit putting out videos for a while because it did get a little, got a little much. Yeah. And so I had to like, had to rein it in a little bit where it was like, you know, I don't, and plus, right. The other weird thing is there are some times, right that like you you like friend people and then you realize who they are and you don't want to like unfriend them because you don't want to be mean about it right but then you don't want to like are you talking about me here no i'm kidding i'm kidding you don't want to like then turn around on your live and be like you don't want to talk shit about them knowing that they're going to know that that's you talking about them right so you're like okay now i have to like limit some of my material right because it's like i don't want to say like Oh man, I hope mouth breather doesn't see whatever. Like I hope so, so because it's like, damn man, I gotta be like, now nah, I gotta be careful, right? Where it's like, ah, oh, man. Ah. and then I think you're just being nice, actually, because you really shouldn't care. I mean, you're probably right, but then you'll see, like in the like at the bottom, there's been some times I've logged in and I'm on live and I'm talking and I'm like, hey, I everybody look who just logged in right and then it's just awkward silence because i know i can see it at the bottom like so-and-so just joined and i'm like man like you know you could just block them too that would also solve that problem that's probably that's probably accurate you're probably right but like i just oh man uh and it's so awkward man and so i gotta like i had to rein it in man where i'm like i gotta tone this back a little bit because i'm gonna get myself in trouble and like i just can't do that and like oh man it's hey, so bad though joey joey man i gotta ask joe so you know we we normally ask this question very early on in the show but you know what knowing now what's going on i know that i don't need to ask it which is a suicide question um but we gotta you know it's, it's wrap up time so i gotta with my wrap up question for you right ready ready Tagged in and ready, man. Now people that are getting out, 
right? People who are retiring or anything, just leaving the military. What's some advice that you would go ahead and give them? All right, so check this out, man. I, I will tell you to one, to be patient, okay? It is a process. There are programs there, if you're afforded the opportunity to use them, that will set you up for success when you leave. The quality of skills program is, is a good thing if you have that at the base that you're at. Um, there are, you know, hiring heroes will help you write your resume for free. Um, there is, uh, you know, Orion talent management will help put you into jobs just because you've been in the military. Um, and they're a free military headhunting company. You drop your resume, they'll build it. So there is a ton of avenues that you can use. What I, my second piece will be, you know, so be patient, but be understanding too, that you're not the only person going through this process, right? There are other people in your unit. There are other people at that installation. There are other people in the army, right? Going through the same thing. So, you know, three being network, 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 yep. you know, reach out to your other peers, reach out to some guys that, you know, you know, senior NCOs, senior officers that are getting out as well, because they know things, right. And they're going to go through the same briefing that you went through, but maybe they picked up a piece that you missed. Right. Um, and I will tell you the, the other piece, like num number four is, is like, they always tell you, you know, be vigilant, you know, be vigilant, be vigilant, man. There are things out there that you don't think that you qualify for, but you're not really looking at everything, right? You're not seeing all of it. So you need to be vigilant of all these things that are happening around you, right? Cause you just don't know when some company that you're going to run into some guy and be like, Hey man, this company's just looking for a signal guy. Yeah. Well, dang, I'm a full signal dude myself. Who knew? Um, but if I hadn't been looking for it and I hadn't been paying attention to what was going on, I would have missed it. Right. Um, the other big thing that I will tell you is, is do not sleep on the VA. All right. I know a lot of people that have had bad experiences. I know a lot of my friends that have had bad experiences based on the area that they retired in. I will tell you that here at Fort Knox, I have received just, and I'll remind, I, I, I retired officially September 16th was my last day. I had my first VA appointment on like the 1st of October, 2nd October. I have got more medical appointments just based off things that they found than I ever did when I was in the military. Like they, they are like, Hey man, we need to sit down and talk about this anxiety thing you have. Hey, check it, man. We're going to set up an appointment for you to sit down and talk to a counselor, which I just did um, Wednesday. I just did that Wednesday. And so we sat down, she gave me some tips and techniques on how to, you know, maybe manage my sleep a little bit and then set up a whole nother appointment with me for virtual counseling. Right. It was that easy. I didn't have to, ask, I didn't ask. I didn't ask for other, I needed my medication changed. I talked to my primary care on that first appointment that I had. And I'm like, Hey, do you think maybe I could, and I had my medication in the mail like three days later. Wow. That's um, awesome. It is such a better process and, and no offense to the TMC, right. Or to your local hospital or whatever. It's just the volume of people that they're seeing is a lot different than the volume of people that are coming to the VA, which is, you know, hands down. Cause you got soldiers versus all the retirees. But that process is getting so much more streamlined that if you really want the help, they will take care of you. Got you. My last little thing, man, and then the, bo the box gets smaller as I go, right? The soapbox. Don't sleep on taking time to process all the things that happened to you while you were in. Yep. I, I, my whole life have compartmentalized everything, all right? This traumatic stuff happened on deployment. Let me put it in a box. I'm going to put it on the shelf. I'll deal with it some other time, right? I got work to do. I got guys to take care of. 
Uh, my dad passed away. I put that in a box and I, I, I didn't have time to deal with that. I went home for the funeral. I came back. It was time to PCS. I, I had stuff to do. I, I had to, you know, I have to do these things. And so I compartmentalized all these things. Well, at the end, when it's all said and done, I got this whole wall of boxes, right, that I never dealt with. And now all of a sudden, like I said, you, you take away work. You take away, you know, my ability to do certain things. And now I'm getting out and my whole lifestyle is changing. And some of these boxes are like tipping over. And it's like, listen, I never had time to deal with all those things. So it, it brings up a really good point, right, with, with this. And this is where I'm going with it. My son is 17 years old, right, my oldest son. He comes to me and he's like, hey, hey, dad, you know, the military recruiter came and talked to me. And I said, hey, man, check it. I will always support anything that you want to do. I will always be there for you, you know, no matter what, just like my parents were there for me. But I was like, you know, I want you to think about, you know, how your lifestyle was as a military kid moving around all the time, all this stuff. But I said, hey, you know, based off what I know now. I would still do it again. I would still do the 22 years all over again because I loved it, right? I loved everything there was to love about it. But I said, hey, the question you really got to ask yourself is think about what they make you give up to get where you got to. So there's a lot. That's deep, right? It's mm-hmm. a deep ask. But you think about everything that you gave up that was you. You know, if you want to have long hair, you can't do that. You want to have earrings, can't do that either. You want to have, you know, you want to have a, a crazy ass tattoo, can't do that, right? You give up those things, right? When you when you sign up to do this, right? And you continue to do this. But then you start thinking even broader than that. Relationships that you gave up, hobbies that you had to give up, uh, lifestyle changes that you had to make, the moving all the time and stuff that you just couldn't like, maybe, maybe you wanted to get a boat. Well, guess what? You ain't PCSing with a boat all the time, yeah. right? You give up all those things to do this. So it is more about, yes, it's service to country and service to people and, and, and being a leader and taking charge of things. But then you sit back and you really put it in that perspective. Like to me, it was still worth it. I, I loved what I did. And I, I love the fact, look, I did not, so we can laugh about it. Everybody looks shocked. I have yet to receive my retirement award, but let me tell you why I'm okay with it. Let me tell you why I'm okay. With it. I had a Sergeant Major reach out to me and he was like, hey, he was like, Joe, listen, this is how you impacted me. So this is a Sergeant Major that I used to work for that was like, hey man, your work ethic, the way that you handle business, the way that you took care of things, it made a big impact on my career. Dang, that's cool. I had a lot of other people reach out that were like, hey, man, and I still have guys that reach out, ask me questions about NCERs and awards and all this other stuff, right? So at the end, I made peace with it where it's like, if I never get an award for this, okay, the reward was what came out of it. I have, you know, I, I, I feel like I did something, right? So that impact to me is I raised some damn fine NCOs. I mean, damn fine NCOs. Guys that to this day, I hope they make Sergeant Major because the Army will be a better place. I had three kick-ass commanders as a first sergeant. They're all, they've all gone on to be majors, and they're all very successful, right? Um, and I feel like I had a little piece in that. You know, I had three really fine LTs when I was a platoon sergeant. They have gone on to do some amazing, amazing things, right? One of them's out of the Army now and runs all kinds of stuff. But I feel like... That is what I did. And so the award is just a piece of paper. 
those guys that still reach out and still want me to be part of their lives now that I'm out of the army and they're still asked for stuff. That's, you can't replace that. That's the reward. But yeah. But when you really sit back and you have time to think about it, man, you, you can change your whole outlook on things. If you just, like I said, put it in that perspective, think of all the things that you got to give up to get to where you're at right now. And if you can say that it was worth it, that's where you need to be. If you can't say that, then you got to figure out how to get to that, right? What are some things that you can kind of change a little bit? But that's what I told my kid. Like, I will 100% support you, but brother, just think about that. Like, think about all the things you got to give up if that's what you want. Oh, yeah. Well, Joey, man, look, yeah. we, you know we love having you on the show, and you're probably going to come back and a third you. time. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Um, I love it. But, you know, guys, this is the end. Right, this is the end of the episode. So the way I'm gonna go ahead and end this episode is the same way I do every single time. Because my name is Smoke, and I'm the host and creator of Action Duty Podcast, where we talk about mental health in the military and share stories of service members who are struggling with their own personal mental health in the most unprofessional way possible. Because there's no professional way to talk about mental health in the military, and we all know that. So I want you guys to continue to listen. Give, make sure you give Joey a follow. Check out his story, and and, and yeah, enjoy, guys. Because um, my name is Smoke, and I'm signing out of Extra Duty. This is Mama, and I'm signing out of Extra Duty. Go ahead, Danny. You can do it. This is, you got this, <laughs> Danny. Do it. <laughs> this is Lieutenant Dan, and I'm signing out of Extra Duty. Oh, yeah. Joey, your turn. <laughs> hey, Happy Starch, also known as Joey, sign out of Extra Duty. Oh, yeah, guys. All right, guys. Now, you guys can go ahead and listen to my music now. Okay, bye. Out. Go inside. <laughs>